This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the Sean Spicer Show. Man, did we have a great show yesterday with Alan Dershowitz. Thank you all for tuning in and supporting us. But today, it hasn't stopped. We got a lot to break down today. Um, a new Trump memo from his pollster, Tony Fabrizio, is out and it shows that there's some post-debate mix-up uh, in the early states. The big takeaway from them, Nikki Haley is surging in Iowa. We're going to break that down as well as where the rest of the race has shaken out after that. Plus, uh, did you see the video of this kid in Colorado, this student? He has a patch of the Gadsden flag, the yellow don't tread on me flag. And they told him he had to either take the patch off or leave school. Well, that didn't go over too well with his mom, with the Democratic governor, and a lot of other people. We'll talk about that. I want to show you the video where everything helps. Plus, um, Corinne Jean-Pierre was on CNN, which is sort of like a staff meeting. And she was asked by Jake Tapper about the president's health, where he stands right now as an 80-year-old running for president. And you're not going to believe how she answered it and how Jake Tapper handled it. Uh, there was a lot to break into. Plus, we have an amazing conversation with actor, former Hercules actor and brand new author, Kevin Sorbo here today about where Hollywood is with movies like Sound of Freedom and independent media, the need for it, a lot to break down. Let's get into it. All right, a lot to get to today, but as I always tell you, you never know when we could get canceled. So do me a favor, stop, pause at some point soon, maybe even now, I'll forgive you if you wanna look away for a second. And just make sure that if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, you hit the subscribe and notification button. The notification buttons ensure that you get it every time, and that's helpful. Uh, or, not just or, but and please, go to Apple Podcast or Spotify, but Apple's the big one. It really helps us get momentum. Um, and, and allows folks to know how important independent media. Hit subscribe, make sure you're getting every episode. And uh, again, even if you're watching on the first, thank you for those people who are watching at 347 on the, uh, on the first. It's been an honor to be part of this, but we never know when we're all gonna get canceled and at least having a backup is important. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right. Um, I want to get into all of these stories that I told you about at the, at the top. The first one, though, just blew my mind because I'm listening to this story yesterday on the internet. I'm watching this video. The seventh grade kid is kicked out of class for having the Gadsden flag on his backpack. What I'm talking about, if you can't remember, we'll put it up in a second. We'll show you. This is the Gadsden flag. You've seen it all around me. It says, don't tread on me. This, this kid had a patch on a backpack. So before we go any further, 
let me just show you um, what I'm talking about in terms of the video. This is the video that was captured of him meeting with a school official and them explaining to the student and his mother what the problem was. Let's go to the video and, and that way you can see what I'm talking about and we'll pick it up on the other side. Do you know what the Gadsden flag is? It's a historical flag. So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, mm -hmm. is due to its origins with the um, slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that is the reasoning behind them not want to slave. The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Mm -hmm. Which is the Gadsden flag. Okay. Um, Okay, so he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go, I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so I asked if, can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it, because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying, and then he said you were close, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of, like, the, um, the Confederate, our Confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I, so, yeah. I am just I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and, Definitely, you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, yeah, because yeah, the ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you like go on their website, it's like says in big so letters. I, all I, all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period. Like you said, there's no patches allowed at the school. You cannot display what you think or anything like that, or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I, I don't. I think it's like one sided, you know, because. You allow some patches, but not other, other patches. All right, so so let's break this down. The school administrator type person, whoever was sitting there, um, says, "quote that there's their concerns because of the origins with the slave trade, origins with the slave trade." Okay, so I decided to do something. I I was like, "All right, I know what it is, but I want to." Maybe they're getting their information from somewhere that, um, that I don't. So let's go to a liberal source, Wikipedia. You, I mean, this is, you know, it might as well be written by the DNC. There it is. This is what it says. The Gadsden flag is a historical American flag with a yellow field depicting a timber rattlesnake coiled and ready to strike beneath the rattlesnakes of the world. Don't tread on me. Some modern versions of the flag include an apostrophe. The flag is named for Christopher Gadsden, a South Carolina delegate to the Continental Congress and Brigadier General in the Continental Army who designed the flag in 1775 during the American Revolution, not during slavery. He gave the flag to Commodore Isaac Hopkins, and it was unfurled on the main mast of Hopkins' flagship USS Alfred. December 20th, 1775, two days later, Congress made Hopkins the commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. He adopted the Gadsden banner as his personal flag, flying it from the main mast of the flagship while he was aboard. The Continental Marines also flew the flag. Um, the rattlesnake, by the way, Wikipedia goes on to say, you can see it there, was a symbol of unity of the 13 colonies at the start of the Revolutionary War, warning Britain not to violate the liberties 
of its American subjects. Nothing to do with slavery. And that's the policy of the district, she says. We're in, she's there to enforce the policy. This is, I mean, I, I just want to, like, there's so many things to break down. Number one, kids are supposed to go to school to learn. And if idiots like this are teaching them, I really wonder about everything else they're learning. There's nothing. This is Wikipedia. This is written by the left. Even they don't say that. Go through the whole thing. There's no like, also, could also be. There's actually a, a, a pride version of this. The left has made a pride Gadsden flag. That's, that's what this is. I mean, they can't even, there's nothing. There's not a, a hint of slavery. What's the, and then, and then the mom, what's the policy? Is it all patches? Well, I, you know, I don't know. The mom should get a medal, by the way. And it's moms in the last four years who are standing up all over this country and saying, no, I don't like what my kids are reading. I don't like what you jam down your throat. And I think these policies are stupid. Good for that mom. Good for that mom. By the way, good for the kid. I've got two kids. It's tough. They want to conform. I mean, they, I mean, there's a lot of peer pressure. This kid's sitting there going, all right, lady, tell me what you got. Calm as a cucumber. The easy thing is to pull the patch off. This is what the left wants. Conform. I just, I, this is the problem. It's not even based in fact. And they're, oh, I'm just here to enforce the policy. Well, what's the policy? Is it all patches? Don't, don't ask those questions. Conform. This is a patch of a flag that's about our revolution. It's about fighting for freedom. It's about literally telling, don't, don't violate our liberties. We should, that should be something that everybody should get around. Stop lying and making everything about racism, slavery. You're lying to our children. The teacher should be fired. Yes, the mom should be applauded and the kid is a brave kid. But that administrator, where was she to ask the questions when she was told to enforce the policies of the district? Where was she? I mean, by the way, I will say this. The governor of Colorado, a Democrat, stood with the kid. Stood with the kid. Good for him, Jared Polis. Because the easy thing is to, to jump on the left-wing bandwagon regardless of the truth and the facts. But just remember the next time your kid gets accused of something or told that they got to do this, they'll go to, they have gone to extremes. They don't care. They don't like it. Why? You know why though? It's because for a lot of people, it's known as a tea party symbol. That's what this really is. Despite the pride folks trying to take it over. I mean, everybody's, you look on Wikipedia and take a look for yourself. There's a ton of groups that have co-opted it, right, left, center, military, other nations, actually. But the left can't stand it because it's probably more widely known as a Tea Party symbol. There's like 12 states, by the way, that have a Gadsden flag license plate. 
Unbelievable. All right. Um, I also want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on post-debate. We were talking about whether the debate would move the needle. And the national polls really didn't show that much, to be honest with you, so far that came out. And you guys know what I think of national polls. We don't have a national primary, so I don't care about national polls, but I do care about um, New Hampshire and Iowa. And um, the Trump campaign, Tony Fabrizio, the pollster for the Trump super PAC, put out a memo to Trump supporters and donors saying, hey, post-debate, it's Nikki Haley that we should watch out for, which is interesting. DeSantis, they now view like his, his status as the number two is threatened because of Nikki Haley. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see how this breaks out. Tomorrow on the show, and I, I apologize, I think I, I mentioned this yesterday. I got ahead of myself. But tomorrow on the show, we're going to have Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm going to ask him about this poll, ask him about a lot of things. In fact, if you want to get ahead of this and you go to my locals page, seanspicer.locals.com, uh, go there and let me know what you think uh, I should ask Vivek. I want to, I mean, I want to talk to him about his media strategy, his ground game, um, where he goes from here, some of the attacks that he's had. I mean, there's a lot. But if you have a, an idea, let me know. seanspicer.locals.com. It's all free. Although, you can always sign up as a VIP member. That's nice. Um, but I, I'm, we're going to get to him and I'm going to talk to him about this poll because it's not some left-wing media poll or some college. This is the Trump team putting this out there to its donors and saying, here's where we're seeing movement in, North, in, South, in uh, Iowa and New Hampshire. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to keep going because I think there's a couple other issues before we get to this discussion with Kevin Sorbo and what's going on in, in Hollywood and some of the work that he's doing. Um, Jake Tapper had Corinne Jean-Pierre on his show. So I call that a staff meeting. Jake is a former Democratic staffer. He worked for handgun control or whatever, whichever handgun. I mean, he, is, he was a left-wing activist and Democratic staffer. So he has her on the show and it's patty cake, patty cake. Um, and he brings up, I guess I will say this, I will give him credit. He brought up that the majority of Americans have a concern about President Biden's age and stamina. The average male in America lives to be 77 years old. 77, the guy's 80. 82 if he were to get reelected. 86 if he served out a second term. When you're playing on borrowed time. And look, some people, that's an average. So you look at President Trump, he's 77. Uh, I don't think that guy's going anywhere soon. But Biden, I think, as Tapper points out in this interview, um, gives us some pause for concern. I want to play you the interview between Tapper and Corinne Jean-Pierre and then discuss what's going on because her take is fascinating to me. But I also want you to listen to how Tapper approaches it 
which we'll talk about as well. And then I want to sh talk to you about how she answers it. Take a look. I'm talking about his age and his stamina and his ability to do the job. And you're talking about the record. And I understand why you'd yeah. rather talk about the record. Yeah. But I'm talking about what Americans see when they turn on the TV and they see, you know, Joe Biden's been in politics since before, literally since okay. before you were born. Okay. And like that he's. He's right. well, well, let's talk, aged. No, well, let's talk about this. as we all do. Let's talk about this. And you all talked about this back when we were uh, when we were when we were uh, marking the one year uh, anniversary, right, the, uh, of of the war in Ukraine, the unprovoked war by Russia. Mm. What did the president do? He went to Kiev, and he was there with the with the alarms blaring in the back. And people were so impressed that he was able to be there and look strong and represent uh, represent the, Amer the American people in Kiev uh, in a war zone country. And that's what you saw. I'm not right? saying he's not able to walk. No, but I'm no, but saying... you're saying you're talking about his strength, right? You're talking about how he's looking right now. That is, but, yeah, but, I think like the average but, American male but, only but, lives to be 77 thing, or something. But here's the thing, Jake. People saw him and were impressed that he was able to do that, that he was able to be there and okay. present the American people. Look, the president says this all the time. Watch him, right? Watch him. And he, uh, he I've, I've They are watching him. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. That's the 77% who are concerned. No, no, no. But I I've, I've had conversations with some of your colleagues in the White House press corps when we travel abroad, how it is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure that we are delivering for the American people. And that's what and I think that's what matters. I get it. I get what you're asking me. But the record matters too, Jake. What he's been able to do, no other president has been able to do if you look at his legislative so record. And that matters. And then Tapper goes on to pivot and talk about something else. But you heard how he, he said that, you know, I, he's aged, as we all do. Like, I, that, why, does he, why is he couching this? It's like he's got to approach this with kid gloves. Like, he's apologetic for bringing up something that 77% of Americans, plus the majority of Democrats, have a concern for. Why are you dancing around this issue? He's, he's literally acting like, I'm really sorry that I have to ask you this. I know we're on the same team. But I have to. I mean, okay, I, like I said, I'll give him credit. He brought it up. But it's what, you know, so he gets credit for showing up. But he's aging, as we all do. And at the end, he pivots. This is where I thought it was funny for, because she said that we should all be impressed that he showed up in Kiev. He rode a plane and then a train. I, again, I actually, okay, great. You can say that, yes. Was it dangerous? Yes. Presidents go to war zones all the time. President Trump flew in Iraq. My former colleague, Sarah Sanders, tells a really good story about how the plane was darkened and the concerns that they had. Presidents do that. But we're supposed to be impressed that he stood up in Kiev and he didn't fall down and make a fool of himself. That's what current judge should be. Look, we should be impressed that he was able to represent us. What are you kidding? What's, where's the bar? We should be impressed that he was breathing. Look at him eating like a big boy. That's the White House press secretary's best case. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine if I said that? Look, President Trump, there he is standing. He even sipped a glass of Diet Coke at no spillage. He didn't have to wear a bib. He let that go. This isn't like, I mean, she, she keeps talking about his record. That's not the question. There is a legitimate question whether President Biden, who is three years past the average male life expectancy in America and is seeking reelection and obviously has issues physically and mentally, 
keeping up. And this isn't a hit on him. He's that old. Everybody knows people that old. You, this, is, this is a medical reality. Okay? So it's a fair question. And she's talking about he went to a war zone. Like, that's a big deal. The reality is we should, because if he can't handle the job, we've got Kamala Harris coming. Okay. The last thing I'll just say uh, on this, because I, I thought this was interesting. I mean, she she talks about how he did this, but then she hits on the press corps. We have trouble keeping up with him. Hard for us to keep up is what she said. Hard for us to keep up. What does he do? We see the schedule every day. President Biden woke up. He went to the Oval Office and he went home. Are you, what? Are you kidding? We barely see him. He went to vacation in Delaware, got on a flight to Maui, talked about his Corvette, and then went on vacation from the vacation in Colorado. God, I can't keep up with this guy. How am I ever going to do three vacations when I can barely do one? I mean, <laughs> I can barely do two nap times. This is insane. All right, the last thing, speaking of Biden, that I want to get to is the National Archives is now saying that they are in possession of over 5,000 emails from Biden. But they're not from Joe Biden. What are you talking about? What does that mean? Well, do you know who Robert L. Peters is? How about Robin Ware? J.R.B. Ware? That's all Joe Biden. Yeah. He used a pseudonym when he was vice president to communicate. And guess who he communicated with? <gasps> One guess. Begins with an H, ends in Unter. <laughs> That's right. You think this is a problem? Remember all those times when they talked about the Trump administration using encrypted apps, not following the Presidential Records Act? Here is Mr. J.B.R. Ware, J.R.B. Ware, Mr. Robert L. Peters, Mr. Robin Ware, not following the law. No big deal, you say. The Dems thought it was a big deal. The media thought it was a big deal when Trump did it. Unbelievable. Um, last thing I'll get to because we're running short on time. Uh, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise announced that he had cancer, uh, blood cancer. He says it's under, uh, he's under medical supervision. He feels great, good about the prognosis. Our prayers go out to uh, Congressman Scalise. Obviously, he has dealt with a lot after that shooting from a Bernie Sanders supporter. And uh, it's tough to watch him go. But I'll tell you, I know Steve. I was there in the hospital the night of that shooting with President Trump. If there's anybody who can beat cancer, I know it's him. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, as I mentioned at the beginning, we got a great interview coming your way right now with Kevin Sorbo, the actor, brand new author of a book called Test of Lionhood, out from Brave Books, BraveBooks.com or SpicerBook.com. You can always get it there. Um, Kevin's an actor. He played Hercules. Uh, and he's going to talk to us about what's happening in Hollywood and why he wrote this book. All right, Kevin, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the book. I want to get to that in a second. Sure. The, the first thing I want to ask you, though, before we get into this, because there's a question I've been dying to ask a Hollywood type. Uh, I don't know that you fully qualify because you've been very successful in movies, but I would never put you in the Hollywood 
type category, but you're as close as I'm going to get. Um, so here's what I don't understand. I've always thought of, uh, of a lot of these movies. They always talk about it in the context of how much money they're making and how well they did and the box office. And yet you were in a movie called Soul Surfer, did very, very well. You've yeah. played a lot of these roles and been in a lot of projects that have done very well. Sound of Freedom comes out, kills it at the box office. Does Hollywood not, are they so against some of these themes that, it, that money doesn't matter in those cases? You know, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good thing to ask because I'll tell you, I did a movie called Let There Be Light that Sean Hannity actually funded. I directed it as well. Came out in theaters about four and a half, five years ago. And we were up against a $300 million Thor Ragnarok, big Hollywood movie, big special effects, $100 million advertising budget. We were a $3 million budget. And me going on, you know, talking to people like you, just doing whatever I could. We, you know, we maybe had a million dollars to promote this thing. And we opened up number two per screen average. Number two per screen average opening weekend. I get a call Monday morning from Netflix. Say, hey, you got a huge foot into this whole you know, faith-based family sort of genre. We want to meet with you, maybe open an inspirational division here at Netflix. I thought, fantastic. I go meet with them like four times over like three months. Gave them some great scripts that I've had from other writers, some good, you know, TV shows and movies. And when it came down to the end of it, nothing happened. And I'm going, there's 80 million homes out there that want the kind of product that I do. 80 million. You are a capitalist business. You can scream all you want about socialism. You are a capitalist business. <laughs> I think Disney forgot that, but that's another story. But anyway, I look at this and I say, you have so much hate and anger with your ideology towards people like me that are conservative and Christian. It's weird to me. Why don't you just do the movies that I'm bringing you right now? Let's shoot them, see what happens. And you can laugh all the way to the bank about our stupid conservatives and stupid Christians, because that's all you promote us to be anyway in all the movies you put them in. But um, it's weird to me. I don't, I don't get it. And if you look at the success of um, The Sound of Freedom, they had two great things going from number one, they got with Angel Studios. Angel Studios has the chosen big money behind it by people that are putting money into it, a whole different way to raise money. And uh, they go to the followers and say, you better follow this movie. Well, they do. They'll do anything that Angel tells them to do. And it's a good movie. I saw it two years ago. I mean, they shot it five years ago. And um, I, I was like, OK. And then Hollywood went after him. I went, what? Well, don't you, you think Hollywood, Hollywood can't agree that that child sex trafficking is bad? And I think people just, with that message, it just made the movie, more people went to the movie just to say, well, screw you, Hollywood. We're going to support this movie. And I want to pick up on that for a second because I kept hearing about, I, I had seen the trailer. I talked right. to, I know a lot of the guys at Angel Studios. And so they had sent me some stuff and I, I was going to make time for it. And I kept hearing about the QAnon stuff. I finally watched the movie and I started to text these guys and I said, okay, what am I missing? Like, I don't, I love the movie. The message, exactly what you just said a very powerful message that anybody should be able to get behind. Sure. And they were like, yeah, apparently they're saying that somebody watched a link that said this at one point at a speech that they were giving. And I was like, but the movie has no reference to anything QAnon related, which goes to your point. They wanted to sink it. They didn't yeah. want, they, and, and I, that's what I found fascinating because they didn't, I mean, Soul mm -hmm. Surfer um, and all these other movies that have had a Christian positive patriotic bent, They've kind of let go. They've done very, very well. And you thought they would have gotten the message there. But on this one, they personally attacked it. And that was the first time I've ever seen something like that. Look, I did a movie. I did a movie called God's Not Dead on a $2 million budget. It made $140 million. And we couldn't get on any mainstream 
talk show or anything because it's got God in it. I mean, this is where we're at in the country now, and it's just really amazing. I used to get stopped all the time for Hercules and Andromeda, my two long-running series. I got stopped all the time now in the airports, wherever, by people saying, hey, keep making the movies you're making, like Soul Surfer, God's Not Dead, and Let There Be Light. And I'm going, well, trust me, I'm making them, but you guys got to support them, but we can't get them out there. Uh, it's got to be word of mouth because we do not have those massive budgets that Hollywood does to promote their movies. I'll tell you this right now. I just got literally last night texted the trailer for the next Angel Studios film. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say anything or not, but it is going to blow people's mind. It's this uh, Amer- woman who took on the Pope and uh, led this. Anyway, I just th- th- it's going to be another example of this happening. But this gets to the point that you just brought up. The reason for this show is that independent media is the way to go. People who cannot be hamstrung by corporate overlords that are telling them what to say, who to have on their guests and what to promote. You brought it up with your movies. Do you think that that's, and this is what Angel Studios is doing with films Mm -hmm. like Sound of Freedom, with series like The Chosen. Is that the way to go moving forward? Oh, I think so. I mean, the independent market is only going to get bigger and better. I mean, I've got a wonderful movie coming out at the end of October that people can go to. Uh, it's a Fathom event. People can go right now to SorboStudios.com and sign up. SorboStudios.com. You get tickets now. It's a true story set in 1930s about the largest oil find in the history of the world. The movie's titled Miracle in East Texas. I directed it. I'm in it. Sean John Ratzenberger's in it. Lou Gossett Jr., Tyler Maine, my wife Sam's in it. It's a wonderful family, PG-rated movie. True story, which has faith and love and hope and laughter and forgiveness, everything that Hollywood doesn't want to do anymore. And uh, I hope people go check it out. So go to SorboStudios.com. You can buy tickets right now. We need to fill those seat ups and we need word of mouth on, on this wonderful, wonderful movie. Let me pick up on two things that you just mentioned. Uh, I want to talk to you about the studio piece and then the actor piece so I don't forget. Sure. On the studio piece, when you're saying go buy a ticket now at SorboStudios.com for this movie, how hard is it? Um, to, to when you when you produce and direct a movie like this, what is the process like uh, of getting people to watch it? Is it that your goal is really to get them to stream it and to watch it at home or maybe to pay for it in some way? Or do you really want to get in the screens, the big screen, and how hard is that? The big screen is always where you want all your movies to go. And that gives you better cachet when you move on to Netflix or Amazon or whatever streaming service you're going to go or DVD sales because Walmart still does DVD sales. People, I still got a DVD player. I like DVDs. <laughs> but... To me, it's like, it's like you need in, in the independent world more than anything. I mean, we look at Sound of Freedom. They had a big budget. I mean, they needed to get to about $15 million just to break even. I think they shot it for $15 million. They had to buy it back from Disney because Disney didn't want to, want to put it out there. So that cost them more money. But they made their $15 million back, and they've done a huge profit since then. But uh, for movies, most movies, the independent world, the $5 million and less budget, you need word of mouth. You need people to support these movies. And that's what happened with my movie, God's Not Dead, and Let There Be Light. It was just strong word of mouth, and people got out there. I get stopped still by people saying, hey, I saw this movie, What If You Did? Shot that 12 years ago, but it's a great movie, and it's better than most movies out there right now. But you, if you don't have the money to get behind it to push it out there, it's a weird catch-22, but you want to get to theaters more than anything else because that gives you a cachet with people. And are they the are they an obstacle or are they actually capitalistic? Do they say, hey, Kevin, you've sold, you know, 500,000 tickets. I, I need you right. in my AMC theater. Oh, sure. I mean, look, these, these theater owners don't care what they show as long as they sell popcorn and sodas. That's where their money is. So <laughs> if you got if you got a movie that's going to stay in theaters because people want to go see it, they'll keep it running forever. And that's what I need with Fathom. You know, you only get two days. We got a two. We got a two day week on October 29th. And we need people to fill those seats. You fill those seats up ahead of time. That's why we're selling tickets now. 
then they'll add more more days and more screenings and it helps perpetuate the movie. Okay, so that's the secret of that. That's a good thing to know because yep. we can continue to to talk about that as October 29th comes closer to make sure people get those tickets, buy them early to, to make sure that we're supporting. Because I, I think part of this is we're all in this together. And I think yeah. that's what people have to understand. I tell people all the time, please subscribe. It's 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 more that we need to to help each other move forward. I wanted to ask you about the actor piece of this too. You mentioned a lot of the big names that are in your film. When you approach them, do they say, I, Kevin, sorry, brother, I, I cannot do this. Uh, it's going to kill my career. Uh, I'm not going to get callbacks. Or do they say, I like the script. This is a great message. I want to be part of your film. Um, both things happen. There are people <laughs> There are people that you approach that are afraid to do it uh, because they think, well, if I don't, that's a movie with, you know, it's got, it's got values in it. It's got family in it. I can't do that because it's just, it's just brainwash that's been going on through some movies and television. Walt Disney said in the 1950s that movies and television will influence our youth. Well, hello. I think he was quite right because you see the culture battle going on right now. Hollywood's winning that battle. I mean, it's the stuff they put out there just promotes evil and hate and divisiveness, anger. I mean, they, they love this. They love the violence. They love the sex. They, I mean, it's like it's insane. I'm not a prude in any way, but it's crazy to me that Hollywood. The reason I want to even be an actor was the movies Hollywood used to do. And those are the kinds of movies I'm doing now. So, um, like I said before, we just need people to jump on board and support these things because it's out there. But how do people find out about it? We, we need people. To, like I said, strong word of mouth is the key. So let's get let's get to the book for a sec. Um, sure. Tell me, I, I've written a, a book through Brave, and like you, it kind of goes along with this this thread that we're talking about, which is, yep. um, at first, I just thought it'd be kind of fun, and then I realized if we don't start putting good content in front of our kids, yeah. somebody else is going to do it. I love the fact your book, uh, The Test of Lionhood, is part of the Freedom Island Book Club. So we, we are now joined at the hip, because... Yep. The cool part about the Freedom Island Book Club, for those who are not familiar with Brave, is when you sign up for it, you get Kevin's book, but then you, you get, you're part of a series. And I, I love that because, you know, um, a young person, it's great to give them one book, but it's a great to know that they're going to get another one. So what was the process in, in um, deciding to do this? And, and tell me about the topic that you chose. Obviously, I, right. I get that it's about masculinity, but what was your thinking behind that? Well, you know, my, my friend Kirk Cameron, obviously, you saw the, the attacks he got for reading in public libraries. God forbid, you know, they'd rather have drag queens come in than read the kids instead of Kirk Cameron, which is just crazy to me. But once again, the, the majority showed up and said, you know, we're here to support you. Um, Brave Books called me and said, look, we want to do a book with you. You know, you look at the character, you look at Hercules. I played Captain Dylan Hunt Andromeda. I've done over 80 movies and I played a lot of very manly men and men, men, of, men of character, men of values. And they said, we want to do a book dealing with this whole, you know, toxic masculinity thing that's going on. My son wears a T-shirt that says embrace masculinity. And I love it. And uh, that's what this movie's about. To me, I'm here to make Hollywood manly again. That's the hope that I'm trying to do. And I want people to stay, you know, families stay vigilant to avoiding the movies that emasculate men and support movies like I'm doing that get out there and say, look, these are values that, that, that match with yours. I love what guys like Taylor Kitsch are doing, Mark Wahlberg. These guys are, are coming out and saying, fighting back against this insane woke culture. And I wanted to be involved with this movie because, I mean, this book, because of what it does. It's like, to me, it's let boys be boys. Let girls be girls. Let them grow up and decide where they want to be with their lives when they become adults. To sit there and tell a kid that he can be a, a girl right now when he's in third grade is crazy to me. <laughs> let them play and have fun and pretend and whatever. But what, let them become adults where they can make their own decision instead of forcing them into this world that they're forcing them into right now because... It, it's crazy. And this book really ha helps parents to teach their boys 
to become strong, good men. I go, if you eliminate the patriarchy, to me, you're getting rid of the human race. And the Bible teaches us to honor the father. And sitcoms, I mean, you've seen it too. You look at sitcoms over the last decades, other than the Cosby show, which both parents were strong parents, other than the Cosby show, the other, these other sitcoms, the dad's always kind of fat and dumpy. The mom's kind of a babe, right? And then the kids make fun of the father. So they learn this negative behavior towards dad. Dad's the goofball. Dad's the idiot. If you look at every movie that comes out, if it's a conservative character or it's a, a, a priest or a, a pastor, they make them dumb and stupid and, and do crazy things. And so people buy into that because the mainstream media has such a strong influence over people. And uh, you see the results of that. So how do you how do you I mean, Brave Books is, is sort of aimed at like four to twelve. How do you right. tell a story about masculinity? I get the parents. I'm with you on that. Right. It's like, hey, stand up, be a good dad, show them right or wrong, talk about the roles. But how do you tell a four to 12 year old about the, the virtue of masculinity? Well, you, you bring it into their world. So the, the book really is about, it's, a, it's a, the test of line that introduces young readers to Lucas. Lucas is his line cup. And he and his younger sisters are out in the woods and their mountains and they're all playing. His little sister gets, gets a cut by a very poisonous plant. And they know about this plant. They've been warned about it by their parents. And so he knows that his sister is going to die unless he goes get gets the, uh, the antidote for this. And he knows the only place to get it is a flower on top of a mountain. He doesn't have time to go back and get to his dad. He's got to make a decision right there. He's got to get past his fears and insecurities. And he's got to be brave in a situation that calls for it at that moment. So he fights through all these obstacles until he's able to get to the top of the mountain, comes down and is able to save his sister's life just in time. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful movie to show the trials that he goes through, the triumphs that he has. Uh, it illustrates beautifully the, the, the importance of embracing unique qualities that we all really have. But we're not teaching our kids to be that way anymore. That's why I love this book, because it gives them a chance to uh, really soul search and find a place during these tough obstacles that all of us face in life. And how do you react to that? You know, I, I, uh, I, you mentioned Kirk Cameron who's been the face of these public story hours with Brave Books. Sure. Um, I did one with him in DC. Um, and I've seen firsthand the, the backlash, right? I mean, people yeah. somehow, my book dealt with like the fake news and the idea that kids get attacked uh, or get yeah. brought into situations. And I was like, what, what do you object to in this? Um, yours is probably a little bit more controversial because in this day and age, they don't want to talk about masculinity. So when you put it out there, what, what kind of pushback if any, did you get? Oh, it's not out there yet, but it will be there. Trust me. I'm actually been invited, which really shocks me. I know that you guys went to libraries. I'm going to a public school in New Jersey, an elementary school to read the book. So I'm sure you might be seeing something on news when that's, that comes what, out. What grade? Um, it'll be like, it'll be like the, the uh, elementary schools. It's going to be like, you know, first, second, third, and fourth graders. Okay. I do. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to be interesting. I, we did it with kids and parents at a public library. Uh, I think going into a school uh, is going to be a very new dynamic. Well, you know, I'm going to have all these woke teachers just glaring at me, hating me to even show up, you know? <laughs> so it's, these are the people now, if you look at the under, under really 35 years and younger, these are the ones who've really been indoctrinated through the boot camps of elementary, junior high, and high school and college now. So um, they're the ones now, instead of teaching math, their subject, they're showing the, um, they're showing the kids in class a transgender uh, movie about that, you know? And I look at it and go, why is this, this, you're supposed to teach math. Right. You know, I don't, and that's what, that's what I don't understand. To me, I've, I've always, yeah. I'm with you on this. Math is math, right? There's, yeah. it's addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, you know, uh, all of these things, geometry, et cetera. It is not, there's no culture in math. 
Like there's no, no gender. In ma- and yet there is this feeling now that all these teachers, I, I actually am going to be very interested how this goes for you because I feel like these teachers either because they feel like they want to or have to have injected this woke culture into classrooms that didn't, I mean, again, English, math, social studies, this is not, I I didn't learn about any kind of gender stuff until life skills in eighth grade. And even then was pretty watered down. But now I feel like, and so you are actually going to the lion's den. For me, it was going to a library, a public library where people chose to bring their families. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I'm going to Lion's Dead. That's why I have a test of linehood right here. That's the reason behind the book. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Look, you know you know it just as well as I do. Government wants full control of our lives from cradle to grave. They want everything and they're inching towards it all the time. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing and people just go, oh, well, what can I do? I mean, apathy is the biggest killer of America right now. And, you know, a confused generation of men is so much easier to control than a truth-seeking generation of men. And Hollywood struggles with guys like me because they struggle with the truth. They don't like the truth. They hate the truth. They reject people like me because I'm conservative and I have to be a Christian. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that you have going for you that I didn't is that you were Hercules. And I think there might be a little bit of concern that they don't want to take on Hercules. They, they looked at me and said, all right, we can take you. I don't know that these parents and administrators are going to be ready to take on Hercules. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I, I, I welcome it. I, I welcome debates. I don't, I, I don't harbor the anger and hate that they have towards people like you and me. I really don't. You can have your point of view. I'm fine with that. I love when they, they have labels. The, the, the uneducated and sort of ignorant masses out there that attack us, most of them are uneducated in the things that come at me. I just stayed, I'm a Christian, and right away, I'm a homophobe. I yeah. go, well, I've been in the business 40 years. I've worked with gay people on my movie set, TV sets, on everything I've been on. You won't find one in that world saying I was an evil or, you know, hurtful p- person to them because I'm not. Yeah, well, that's I'm pretty much a live and let live kind of guy. I'm just tired of everything being shoved down everybody's throat. That's, so that's, we got to sit there and accept this and suck that. Let yeah. people live their lives. That's exactly, I mean, that's my view. I let me live my life. Let me have my views and you go live yours. But yet the left yeah. is insistent on jamming down. Kevin, uh, congratulations on, on the test of lionhood. Uh, for people who are watching this right now, where can they go and support? Obviously, the movie Sorbo Films coming out in October. But Sorbo, the, Sorbo Studios. Sorbo, Sorbo Studios, Studios. My apologies. My apologies. But I'm sure and, you should uh, go out and buy that now. Buy that buy that URL. Get those tickets now. But you go to bravebooks.com, just like you know, because you've been there before I was. So bravebooks.com. And then they can join the Freedom Island Book Club and get my book for free. And then they'll get a book every month after that. Okay. Kevin, congrats on the book. Look forward to seeing how successful that becomes. I want to hear about the New Jersey school visit. And then number three is let's make sure we go out there and, and push uh, Sorbo Studio, Sorbo Films. Sorbostudios.com. Sorbo Studios, October 29th. Get the tickets now so that we can have another sound of freedom on our hands. You all have heard awesome. it here first. Uh, good luck with everything. We'll, fight. we'll uh, catch up with you soon. All right. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I did, because I think it's important to understand the motives of Hollywood. Why why don't they focus on movies that make money, that have good content? It's almost like they go out of their way to go against their own self-interest in a lot of these things. Luckily, though, independent media and independent studios like Angel Studios, et cetera, are giving us a path forward, and we can crowdfund them. Go to Kevin's studio and uh, buy those tickets if you can, and and the book, spicerbook.com. You can get Kevin's book. Join the Freedom Island Book Club as well. Um, 
this is what's going to make the difference going forward. This is what we're up against, but we have a mechanism. That's why I ask you all the time to subscribe to everything, Apple, Spotify, because we can get canceled anywhere, but we are also showing big tech, big Hollywood, that we have a big voice. Um, so thank you for everyone who is subscribing. I appreciate it. Share this. Um, so important. Get other people to, to, to see this. We got some great conversations. Speaking of great conversations, I mentioned this at the outset. Tomorrow, I want to sit down with Vivek Ramaswamy. He was the big star at the debate in Milwaukee. Uh, and he took a lot of fire on the stage and he's taking a lot of fire afterwards. He has gone into the lion's den, the lion's den. Um, and the folks in uh, uh, big media coming after him, his candidates are going after him. So again, I'm sorry, that is Friday. I misstated the date, forgot when I'm gonna sit down with him. Tomorrow though, we are gonna break down the big impeachment push and give you a better picture as to why Republicans are going down the path that they are, whether or not it's a smart political move to make right now. There's a difference between whether we should impeach him, whether we should do it now, and the political consequences. The consequences, what price will we pay for that? I think is important to understand before we go down that path. So big impeachment story um, tomorrow, and then Vivek Ramaswamy on Friday. See you then. Well, if you enjoyed this content, make sure you click the link below to find out more, or you can go to seanspicershow.com to stay up to date on all my content. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.